I'm Jake Watson, and this is the Saints Unscripted podcast, where we have conversations about faith crisis, topics that may be triggering about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the Gospel, church history, prophets, the Book of Mormon and the Bible, and so many other things. This is Season 1, Faith Crisis. Eventually, I came... (laughs) I came back once I started to accept that I was transgender and anyways, so this faith crisis, yeah, it's over the span of 30 years and it's still going on. It's not like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm done with my faith crisis. It's, I'm still trying to navigate through it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Saints and Scripted podcast in the season of faith crisis. And this is Ann Pack. Uh, we're grateful for Ann to be on. Oh, sorry. Did I cut you off? I was going to no, give you a great introduction. Keep going. Okay. You're doing awesome. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so um, Ann Pack is a transgender woman. She's active. She's an active member of the church. She has a wonderful family. Uh, she has a wonderful story. I, I remember reaching out to Anne to come be on this show. And I mentioned that this season's going to be about faith crisis. She came back to me and she's like, oh, faith crisis. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've uh, I've been in a 30-year faith crisis, so I, don't, I guess I have some, I might quite a bit to say. I know some stuff about going through a faith crisis. Oh, gosh. So <laughs> maybe we can uh, jump right into that. And also, before we go into that, I should also mention... Uh, we're not going to have Anne kind of go through what a transgender is and <laughs> trans 101. Um, I feel like there's plenty of content out there. Anne herself has been on podcasts uh, like Questions in the Clo- Questions from the Closet. Mm-hmm. She's been on Richard Osler's Listen, L- Learn, and Love podcast, um, which was an awesome episode. I just listened to that a few days ago. And uh, you did that with Bridget. I did. Yeah. I did. And so... It was it was pretty pretty amazing. So. Yeah, it's it's so cool to hear to learn about transgender people from transgender people, right? Rather, and their spouses, I feel like, have good perspectives too. Rather than just, I don't know, a church manual. They, yeah, spouses of trans people definitely have a a unique perspective, very very much so. Um, and so I, I appreciate when you invited me on that you. I'm kind of used to doing, okay, here's what transgender means and kind of a trans 101. And I appreciate that you're giving me an opportunity to kind of go past that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and get to some meteor stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm so, so excited to hear what you have to say. So maybe we can jump right in then to maybe you can give a brief summary or whatever you'd like to share to kind of begin this conversation sort of about your faith crisis your th- your 30 year faith crisis it has taken pretty much 30 years i first time i realized that i was different was probably 5 or 6 years old um but then about when puberty hit at 12 13ish that's when it really became came uh, uh, my world was turning upside down and I was hearing these things at church and 
I would go home and try to do them and or and I was trying to follow what um, my bishop um, counseled me and none of things these things were working for me um, so that's probably about the time when my faith crisis started in its very beginning. Wow, 30 years. Good I'm not going to tell you my age. So. <laughs> well, because I thought you were like so. 29 or something. Coming. Oh, you're the best. You're one of <laughs> my like favorites, years. Did your faith crisis start in the pre-mortal life? <laughs> Did Heavenly Father tell you exactly. you were going to be born a man? <laughs> and that's and like, when it started. Uh, I'm a woman. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And so that's really interesting to me because right around your early teenage years is when you started to have your faith crisis. But starting at such a young age mm-hmm. and and you stayed active in the church as a, as a child and teenager. Right, right. And... Tell me about that journey and how that kind of started to transition into adulthood. And Yeah, there's definitely different stages of my faith crisis. Um, you know, the early stage was more, um, you know, I'm, I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. Um, equals God doesn't love me type thing. And as as I got older and older, that that faith crisis kind of I hit a point where I um, became very bitter and angry with God, and I I don't think I ever st- stopped believing in God, but I I just felt like um yeah he loves all of his children except me and and that oh there's you know the plan of salvation the plan of happiness is is for everyone a little footnote except me um and i eventually you know after getting married and and starting a family i i eventually did leave the church um well when inactive um and then eventually i came <laughs> i came back once i started to accept that i was transgender and anyways so this faith crisis yeah it's over the span of 30 years and it's still going on it's not like oh yeah i'm i'm done with my faith crisis it's i'm still trying to navigate through it and and yeah, it's not like it's, yay, I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so fascinating to me that going through adulthood, getting married, leaving the church, um, and then as you're transitioning, hey, I think it's time to go back to church. <laughs> but yeah. it's it's so cool that... I, I felt that was so powerful, and sorry I make fun, light of that. Oh, it's um, funny. <laughs> like, why in the world would I decide that was a good time to come? Yeah, it's so so interesting. Um, but it was, it was something that you said was um, when you finally started to accept who you were. You did you start to feel as you accepted who you were 
that you felt that um, somehow God accepted who you were? Or was that still a work in progress? Maybe still is a work in progress. When I started to accept who who I am, I I noticed that was when I, I started repairing my relationship with my Heavenly Father and my Savior. Um, and I started seeing some of my prayers be answered and, and recognizing, oh, you know, all those years ago when I prayed to ask to have make me just like everyone else, you know, take this away. Um, I realized those prayers didn't fall on deaf ears. Um, the answer was definitely not what I wanted at the time, but... Which the answer was? Was make me cisgender. Oh, okay. Um, so stay a man and be attracted to women? Oh, or whatever, <laughs> whatever's. I don't want to say what. Gonna, yeah, right. I see what you mean. If I, if I'm eternally male, make me feel yeah. male. If I'm eternally female, wave your magic, exercise your godly powers, and make me female. However it works, make it match up. <laughs> He healed the sick. He <laughs> caused the the blind to see. Why couldn't he do this for me? And I think that's kind of uh, where I kind of hit a wall for a while, for quite a few years. Um, but until I, I started to accept myself and realizing there's nothing wrong with me. And... Every the pieces started coming together and fit and oh, oh and I've never been closer to my savior than I am now, having real understood who I am, and I'm a daughter of God. Wow! Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, that's just, that's so cool. The moment you started to accept yourself. Yeah, yeah. And and all of the turmoil and anguish and despair that comes with that and, and never seeing, you know, an end in sight. And, of course, that can... <laughs> be pretty overwhelming and my my idea of hell been you know being male for eternity that's that was my idea of what hell would be like for me so there was a really <laughs> i i feel like it was one of the best and most profound statements in uh in Richard Osler's listen learn and love uh book mm. um and you i wonder if you know what i'm going to talk about uh anyway surprise me so I, you're gonna surprise me um in in richard's book for those of you in the audience he had several chapters talking about he called them false statements like false statement one you you can't be gay and active in the church 
or false statement too, you can pray you're gay, you're lesbian, you're, you're, you're transgender away. And then one of these false statements was um, something to the effect of you cannot be LGBTQ and active in the church. And, you know, I'm reading through all these responses, several paragraphs long, some of them. And then Anne, Anne Pack, in the book, two words. And it just said, watch me. And I was like, after, you know, meeting you a few times and working with you on uh, some projects, I was like, oh, that seems like totally Anne. What, what's, okay. what's all that about? I kind of wanted to surprise you about. Wow, this. Jake. Well, you did because I didn't know where. You. Yeah, I didn't know where you were going with it. I'm like, oh, hmm. yeah. Watch me. It's so cool. Um. Yeah, I've had people tell me that I can't be transgender and a member of the church, and I've had people tell me that I. I shouldn't be allowed to go to church and I yeah you know, it's the snarky side of me <laughs> everyone has a snarky totally. side totally right <laughs> the snarky side of me well that just makes me want to stay and want to continue going to church even more so thank you those people who've said those things it it just um makes me more driven to and stubborn. I don't know if you want. Yeah, maybe stubborn. So you'd say you're extremely stubborn? I can be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like the gospel and, you know, doing your best to worship the Savior in any way you want and right, right. any way you feel is a pretty good stubborn thing to be stubborn about, I think. I, I bet he's if, like, cool, if, yes. sweet. I, I, if there's anything to be stubborn about that that's praiseworthy then yeah i would think it's it's the gospel of jesus christ right <laughs> thank you for fueling Anne's fire those of you out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway that that was such a cool part of the book and and i was so grateful to see your name pop up there because i had that opportunity to read that book um you know just about a week ago and knowing that we'd have you come on the show i guess this is kind of a loaded question which I guess all of the ones we planned for are sort of kind of loaded. Yeah, yeah. they're they're not easy. Here's our ten questions. part Netflix series. <laughs> I kind of wanted to combine a couple that I was thinking about, and I wanted to talk about. And maybe you already answered this, and we can move on. But your foundation, either in the in the gospel, in in the faith, you know, maybe a good way to put it too, in in the Savior. What. Maybe you could explain a little bit about that. And maybe that has to do with what you talked about earlier is when you're finally accepting yourself, that's when you start to grow closer to the Savior, which is such a cool part of your story. But maybe you could talk about some things that, certain things that make it harder than others to stay, to stay active, to stay stubborn. Touch on a little bit of that. You know, your foundation in the gospel or the Savior, however you want to approach that, and then what things make that hard? Uh, that's a really good question, Jake. And all your questions are are really good questions. And I think growing up in the gospel, we're we're kind of taught, okay, this is this this is where you you build your foundation on, and and 
you know, after you build your foundation, here's here's what you do next, and and you know, so on and so on. So, my foundation before had to do with I am a son of God, and all of a sudden, I mean, that foundation. kind of had to be ripped up and replaced. Not not like I was replacing it. Um, my Savior was replacing it. And um, that foundation has been challenged quite a bit. And not by just average church members either um where you know i i you know when we get answers to our prayers and have these intense spiritual experiences it sometimes is easy to question like is that really did that really happen but yeah it 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 did and it's not really something that you can dismiss. So um, the foundation, of course, now is I am a daughter of God, and he loves me. He has a plan for me. Um, I have a purpose. I'm I'm still figuring out what that purpose is or where my place is at church or where my place is um, in the gospel. But I'm not as worried about all that stuff, if that makes sense, because I, I know who I am and I have that foundation and the rest is just like, well, the Lord will take care of it. <laughs> like, I thought just learning bad church history stuff was ripping my foundation out. <laughs> <laughs> and Anne's just over there, you know, sipping her. <laughs> now, I, now, Jake, I've learned it's not a good idea to compare True. stuff. I'm the worst with that. It. it it's easy to fall into that trap and be like, oh, you know, I've got it really bad. <laughs> Everybody has enough where to teach them how to look to their Savior and, and depend on, on the Lord. And that's basically what That's we're basically here to what do. it is. We all have our stuff. Sure, we could say, oh, some is way more than others, but um, we have exactly the right stuff that we're supposed to have, is what I believe. So, That's so cool. I, I, there's a lot of things that I don't have the answer to, um, especially being married to a, a cisgender woman and I am a straight woman she's a straight woman we're not attracted to each other what 
the heck does that look like in the eternities? And how is that going to work out? And the nice thing is, I don't have to worry about that because <laughs> the Lord has those answers and he's got it all figured out. So why do I need to you know, go crazy trying to figure it out? And that's for the eternities. My place on... Jesus Christ Church here on earth. Yeah, I'm still working on that. <laughs> oh, and maybe, uh, you know, sometimes I do think, well, maybe my place in the Lord's Church here on earth is, yeah, to be that stubborn trans woman who keeps going to church and challenging. Other people's, you know, like, hmm, should we allow this person at church? Or, hmm, how does this person? Maybe that's part of my place. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. And, but I do know that um, the Lord does have a purpose for me. And I'm, I'm sure eventually I'll be, oh, yeah, that's, how, that's what he was thinking. Makes sense Why now. Why you tell me? Yeah. Should have like <laughs> tattooed a lifted list of instructions on your arm when exactly. you were born. Okay, Anne, you're actually, you know, <laughs> right. a woman, but chill. You're, I mean, everything's going to work out later. Exactly. Just give me all the answers right now. <laughs> yeah. But of course, he doesn't work work that way. But because um, we need to develop faith. And so oh, yeah. anyways. Faith. Oh, man. Yeah. What were you talking that's, about? That's just faith crisis. Faith crisis. There you go. <laughs> there There's we are. Our plug. There we Season are. Season one, faith crisis. <laughs> I'm just oh, man. And thank you. It, it's so touching to me that that you can, you know, be so strong and and have these things that you have to deal with and faith crisis for 30 years and you know, probably ups and downs and you, you talk like downs. you talk like I'm some amazing person. I am yeah. not, Jake. And I have my amazing. moments where I I'm kind of, you know, in the Debbie Downer, you know, why why me? And I kind of not that I yell at the Lord or yell at Jesus, but I Yeah, I unload on him. I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't exactly fun. <laughs> what the heck, Jesus? <laughs> um, but clinging on to those one parts of my faith that is really strong, I, I can handle with the other parts that I'm still struggling with. So if that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. That was that's so cool. I feel like for me, when I started this series out, I said, you know, I have all these questions and doubts and stuff. But good grief, for some reason, the Book of Mormon <laughs> is so strong for me. Like I feel like it's like I feel like that's like what's keeping me in the church, right? Because you, you can find Jesus anywhere. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so many 
amazing Christians in the world that you can go and you can learn about Jesus. You can serve others, you know, all those things, develop Christ-like attributes. But yeah, it's, it's so weird. Sometimes, at least for me, the anchors that I didn't think would be so strong are like rock solid and so make so much sense to me. So what is what is your anchor? What, what were maybe some of your anchors? I have developed some anchors in church. Um, my ward is amazing. Uh, my my neighbors, um, you can probably imagine when I first started coming back to church, there was a lot of raised eyebrows, <laughs> a lot of, you know, double, triple looks and some stares. So, yeah, it, it some people probably weren't quite sure about me. I think after um, going for a few years, I started to notice people would come up to me when I was at church and they would tell me how glad they were to see me. And they would, you know, give me a hug or... And so slowly I started seeing this happen in my ward. And now I have probably a good dozen or so more friends in my ward who... Yeah, they're, they're some of my anchors. Definitely. Uh, they'll message me if they don't see me, me at church. Hey, you know, missed you. Um, another anchor is, is my family, my wife and daughter. They're, they're, wow. Um, yeah, they're a big reason why I'm here. Um, um, so yeah, I have all these very strong anchors in all these little places, which help me stay i don't know what's a better word for that help me stay anchored stay <laughs> <laughs> whoa <laughs> yeah yeah because there are probably a lot of times where you're i mean if we're using the anchor analogy right mm -hmm. in the boat i mean there's probably a lot of times where you're feeling like you're being oh tossed yeah lost around quite a bit yeah yeah and still even right even though you've Finally, you've overcome the hurdle mm -hmm. of accepting who you are. Would you say that's sort of a hurdle? It was. It was a huge. Okay. Hur you're you're kind of understating okay. how big it's of a huge. Uh, I don't know, what's a bigger word? Uh, I don't know. Um, I want to say like pole vault or great wall jumping. Great wall. China. Yeah. Great wall. Great China. <laughs> or jumping from one end to the other end of China. Sure. Anyway, sorry. Sure. It was. It was having to basically re-examine everything that I thought to be true, which yeah. is kind of what a faith crisis yeah. is. So, so yeah. yeah, I, I had help. <laughs> That's so cool. That <laughs> I had that. help. I, you know, lots of family. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, again, my savior was, uh, the most critical part of that. I do think it's human nature to kind of fear or be uncomfortable around someone who's different. 
you probably didn't know this. Oh, Utah is not a very diverse state. Really? Man. <laughs> yeah. I, I met like, you know, one transgender person today. <laughs> what the heck? Am I the only? Am I your only transgender friend? Um. Seriously, Jake. I've met other people at North Star. Oh, okay. I met them. I didn't really. I'm not friends You're with not them. You're not friends. With They're them. awesome. Okay. But I feel like we haven't. Right. Done anything together to, to that's okay. classify that. Okay, that's sorry. okay. I'm I'm usually most of my friends, I'm usually their only trans friend. Anyways, I I grew up in Kaysville, Fruit Heights, Utah. Not exactly a diverse community. Um I think there was one black student at my high school. And I don't know, probably just three or four non-members. <laughs> it was, I mean, I didn't really know anyone who, who was not white, um, you know, straight, a member of the church. Um, so... Of course, I, I was, when I you know, met someone who was different, I was uncomfortable or I wasn't quite sure about them. Or I remember meeting a, a gay person for the, the first gay person I met. Um, How old were you? I was probably... Teenager or something? Yeah, okay. teenager. It was... Well, one, my grandma was with me, so of course she had some very judgmental. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh wow. Um, I I wasn't quite sure how to, what to say to them or how to treat them, and of course now I look back on that. Well, just treat them like you would anybody else, and what a crazy idea, right? right? So crazy. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I there are some trans people who don't want to be the token educator for their friends or for anyone. I I'm actually very comfortable with people coming up and asking me questions as long as they do it from a sincere wanting to understand place. You know, if they're doing it kind of mockingly or 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 you know just you know, curious at this odd person, <laughs> then no, I would prefer that they did not. But if they're doing it um, genuinely wanting to learn and understand, then yeah, I am. I, I love when people come up and want to want to learn how to love me, basically. Really, being transgender is one part of me there's also there's there's other parts of me that i that i like people to get to know as well so yeah i'm so glad that you're able to talk about you know all these things about you not just being transgender because it that's why i was before doing this and before asking you i was like okay i really don't want to just almost like reduce your identity to just being transgender. I understand. It's weird. You know, sometimes like it's 
reducing my identity to being cisgender and there's nothing else interesting about me, you know? Because mm-hmm. there's, there's a whole personality of Anne. So thank you for, you know, letting us know a little bit more about you today. Thank you for inviting me, Jake. I, I've really enjoyed this discussion with you. And yeah, we've I think we've touched on some really heavy stuff, which... Yeah, it's good every once in a while. Heavy yeah. stuff every day, probably not so much, mm. but every once in a while, that's that's good stuff. Absolutely. Should have you come on next time and talk about quesadillas. <laughs> you probably can say as much as quesadillas. And oh, yeah. Love for that as much as the gospel, maybe, right? That, that definitely kidding. would be a little lighter topic, mm. huh? <laughs> <laughs> but still the same quality of content. Exactly. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, thank you, Anne, so much. Just so grateful that you made the trip out here and that you were able to discuss and talk about some, you know, heavy stuff that you were saying earlier. And I hope that those of you watching also very much enjoyed Anne and learned from her. And if any of you are going through a faith crisis, since we're still kind of in the faith crisis season... Hopefully what Anne said today can help you in navigating that faith crisis. And so thank you again for watching. Um, Please subscribe to Saints Unscripted. Like this video. Um, More videos will be coming out on this season of Faith Crisis. Hopefully we can get Anne back to talk about quesadillas. I would love to, Or maybe I'll come up to your place. There we go. That would actually be kind of cool. Actually. Traveling. Kind of a little traveling and talking about quesadillas was what I meant to say. But thank you, everybody, for watching, and we'll see you again next time. Next time on the Saints Unscripted podcast. Mountain Meadows Massacre to the translation process. I see us wanting to understand the full truth, including polygamy and this and that. And if we're hiding or avoiding things, I see us desiring to understand the full picture, not just the most cynical picture possible and not the most suspicious picture possible, which is like, well, if you want to do that, you can do that, but it's a painful way to live. This is a Saints Unscripted original podcast and is hosted and executive produced by me, Jacob Watson, and Saints Unscripted. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll catch you next time.